0: What is up, movie lovers? Welcome back to another edition of No Content for Old Men. This is the podcast where every week I give you reviews of the latest movies and some streaming suggestions for your weekend. If I sound extra excited that this week, it's because, ladies and gents, I went back to movie theaters for the first time in over a year and had myself quite a (laughs) time. So we're going to talk about the movie that I saw, which was The Father, the last of the Best Picture nominees that I had not seen And wow, it really kind of blew me away. So we're going to be talking about The Father. Then I also, a movie that did not blow me away so much was Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League. And I cannot believe I spent four hours uh, slogging through that movie. (laughs) So we're going to talk about The Snyder Cut uh, and also an NCAA tournament themed streaming suggestion for you, as well as two crowd-pleasing, pulse-pounding thrillers. So Lots and lots to get to in this edition. As always, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sharing. Uh, if you'd like to check out the newsletter that comes along with this podcast, you can head to mattcraig.substack.com. And if you're enjoying it, please you know, think of somebody who you might share this podcast or newsletter with as we approach the Oscars. And I guess that's my other caveat. If you want to join our Oscars pool, it is open from now until April 25th. You can play for free and try and guess all the categories or join the $2 entry winner take all prize pool. And yeah, see if you can predict more of the 23 categories correct than me. Spoiler alert, no, you can't. (laughs) But enough about all that. Let's talk about The Father. Of all the things I missed about not going to a movie theater for over a year, whether it's the smell of the popcorn, the sudden hush when the lights go down, or that giant textured projection screen, I never would have guessed that my favorite part of The Return would come during the trailers before the movie even began. As I settled into my seat, it was clear health was not going to be an issue during a Tuesday night showing of this little-known independent film, which couldn't even achieve the theater's maximum capacity of 14 occupants. And the few who had come were masked and positioned much further apart than, say, shoppers at the grocery store. Still, even from far away and through the mask, after the climactic line for the trailer of the Bob Odenkirk action thriller, thriller, Nobody, I heard one moviegoer turn to his wife and whisper, Oh, honey, we're definitely going to see that. I smiled my biggest smile in probably months. It's a comment I've heard or made a thousand times in a thousand theaters, but after a year of disconnection from the larger community of moviegoers, I was overwhelmed by its welcome embrace. That communal experience took on much more significance about an hour and a half later when sniffles could be heard behind me as everyone in that audience' heart was laid bare by a heart-wrenching moment in Zellers, Florian Zellers, excuse me, The Father, which is an adaptation of her own Tony-nominated stage play about the relationship between an aging man with dementia and his caregiving daughter. It's a relationship seen in many movies, but never so effectively told from the point of view of the older person. Too often in movies, and quite frankly, in life as well, that character is the object of gaze from younger eyes, who can only notice the ways in which behavior is not normal. Looking out from the eyes of the afflicted, dementia is not a handicap, but rather a perspective, one that he did nothing to cause and can do nothing to solve. That switch creates a story that is both thematically and formally inventive. It's a difficult thing to explain without venturing into spoiler territory, but suffice it to say that Christopher Nolan is probably seething with jealousy at Zeller's ability to construct a nonlinear surrealist story that still conveys a narrative that is both cohesive and coherent. Narrative threads twist and wind and jumble like the synapses in An Aging Mind, yet still somehow progress toward a conclusion. Of course, stage adaptations have dominated this awards season, mostly because of the opportunity they afford actors to flex their muscles. The role of the father in the original production netted Frank Langella, who you might know as the judge in Trial of Chicago 7 this year, or as Richard Nixon in Frost Nixon, as well as you know, decades worth of other movies. It netted him a Tony Award in the st- on the stage, and likely it would have scored Oscar gold for Anthony Hopkins here, had Chadwick Boseman not tragically passed after himself acting in a stage adaptation. Hopkins, now in his early 80s, turns in some of the best work of his long and illustrious career. He plays vulnerable and venerable with equal power, creating a character we empathize with deeply without devolving into a cartoonish caricature of a dementia patient, which would have been all too easy to do. Alongside him and brilliant, as always, is recent Oscar winner Olivia Colman and a whole handful of recognizable faces. As meaty as the acting parts might be, the rest of those stage injuries felt confined by the roots. They very much felt like plays that had been filmed. As such, they were all shut out from the Best Picture category, though that ascribes a level of merit to the proceedings that I do not personally believe in. The Father was the rare stage adaptation that I walked away from wondering how in the world they could do that on stage. Particular framing and camera tricks aid in the coherence between differing story threads and, despite limited physical settings, the movie never feels confined to its four walls. All of that technical mastery heightens a story that packs an emotional punch. I warn my own parents, who have dealt with caregiving duties for aging, for an aging parent, who have, sorry, who have each dealt with caregiving duties for an aging parent, that the movie might be entirely too much to handle. Offering up the point of view of the sufferer might produce a sort of empathy PTSD. But finding a movie that opens one's heart up in empathy towards others is the rarest of treasures. And to have that experience in a communal setting for the first time in over a year? Whew, I've never been so happy to cry in front of strangers. <laughs> maybe, just maybe, the world is finally healing. All right, guys, every week I give you something new, something old, and something to stream. This week's something new, oh my goodness, it pains me to say, was Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's currently streaming on HBO Max, and guys, don't say I don't do anything for you, uh, because I sat through this four-hour movie this year, this, this week, and really, the most notable thing about a movie should never be its runtime, but... Even if four hours is a preposterous amount of time to ask of your audience, I reject all criticisms that flat-out dismiss a movie for its length. After all, many of these same people were celebrating Martin Scorsese's three-and-a-half-hour epic The Irishman just last year. Trust me, this movie has many other things you can criticize, from its joyless tone to its numerous incoherent CGI punch-fests, to the phd level knowledge of dc comic books required in order to make sense of what's happening who the online activists literally tweeted this movie into existence with the help of maybe a hundred million additional dollars from warner brothers and though i'd read and heard that this extended version is far more competent than the original there's that old saying about the value of polishing a turd that i think applies here All right, something old this week. It's streaming on Hulu. It came out in 2000, which is you know 21 years ago now. It's Love and Basketball. Now, in honor of USC's run to the Sweet 16 of this year's NCAA tournament, I actually have them in the Elite Eight in my bracket. Go me! <laughs> it seemed like a perfect time to check out this romantic comedy about two neighbors who end up receiving both end up receiving scholarships to USC and have to balance their romance with their individual hoop dreams. I think the movie is more beloved for its authentic portrayal of student-athlete lifestyle and culture than for the ingenuity of its storytelling, which at times can border on painfully cliché. No one would accuse a romantic comedy of this era of being subtle, and in many ways, that is its charm. As the Trojans like to say, fight on. Something to stream this week, it's Uncut Gems and, and Good Time, which are both on Netflix. Now, the Safety Brothers 2019 thriller starring Adam Sandler is probably well known to most of you, but I must have missed the news that it had been added to the Netflix library. So if you haven't seen it and you're prepared for one of the most stressful experiences of your life, Uncut Gems is well worth your time. Sandler plays a greasy diamond dealer trying to stay one step ahead of debt collectors and surrounded by a distinctive characters played by Lakeith Stanfield, NBA star Kevin Garnett, and tabloid-ready socialite Julia Fox. Not often are movies this lucid when they are so feverishly paced. Now, if you have seen Uncut Gems and love the Safdie's propulsive, nonstop style, then check out their previous entry, Good Time, starring Robert Pattinson. The real indie movie heads swear it's the better of the two. All right, guys, that's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you, as always, for listening. Again, you can head over to the newsletter at mattcraig.substack.com. I'd love to hear from you there. You can reply to the latest uh, post in order to contact me, or you can get in touch with me on Twitter at Mr. Matt Craig. Let me know what movies you guys are watching. If you've been back to the theaters, what your experience was like. Um, Yeah, what movies I should be watching. Or if you watch any of the ones that I suggested in this newsletter, let me know what you think. also in the newsletter was my trailer watch which was talking about the new forthcoming documentary on Hulu about WeWork which I just read an entire book a very fantastic book about the rise and fall of WeWork and now there's going to be a documentary which continues the tradition of uh people watching the movie instead of reading the book but you know that's the world we live in <laughs> um Next week's show, I think we're going to be talking about Nobody, which, you know, I just gave a shout out in this week's um, show, but looking forward to that Bob Odenkirk style John Wick action movie, <laughs> uh, and I am going to it in theater, so there you go. Um, so yeah, guys, until next week, I guess, I'll see you at the movies.